0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another fine episode of Orion Entertainment's official podcast OEP. Joining me in studio today is the founder and lead planner, of tapestry event co the amazingly talented wonderful and just all-around amazing human being kate feoro which i have learned how to say properly today (laughs) kate how are you doing
1: i'm doing really really well thank you for having me yes
0: thank you so much for coming on the show today (laughs) it is so good to see you in person wow wow wow
1: yeah shoulders down is a real treat
0: absolutely um We are going to talk all about musical elopements today. Well, really, we're going to talk about elopements and how music plays a part in said elopements. Mm -hmm. Tapestry Event Co. specializes in uh, elopements and smaller weddings. Would you say that's accurate?
1: You know, for the last year, 100%, yes. Yes. We dabble in a little bit of all of it, but I would say we're known mostly for our elopements and intimate weddings. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, You can find her on Instagram at what, Kate?
1: At Tapestry Event Co.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So while you hit that quick little follow button on that for her, you can check out all the cool photos of her amazing work uh, while we have a conversation today. We're going to start this show off the same way we always do with the week in Roundup, except we're going to do it a little bit differently. We are going to do the year in roundup (laughs) because the last time i saw kate was at a coffee shop we were no at the what's it called open house no it was the um we were at a coffee shop that is a venue it's like the collective or something oh Oh, yeah oh my
1: gosh back when i had like memberships to shared workspaces because people could share spaces, and
0: back when this podcast was like an infant of an idea
1: oh my god wow
0: she is secretly a (laughs) co-founder of this show i have to put it out there
1: man i forgot about that because it's like five haircuts ago for me Uh, uh (laughs) ah
0: Oh my goodness. So yes, uh, obviously a pandemic happened and it had been a very long time since we'd Mm -hmm. seen each other, but we did originally meet at uh, Within Soto's open house. She was the planner for that uh, day that we got to work with. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Within Soto is a super awesome urban venue in uh, Soto, obviously, (laughs) duh. Uh, (laughs) South Seattle, basically right before you get to... South, South Seattle. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the places that we're preferred vendors. It's literally one of our favorite spots in the entire city. Uh, it is also known as Monkey Loft after midnight. So. Mm
1: love both those personalities I, yeah, yeah. It, it's
0: that I love that is what I would do with a space yeah if I had one. Oh, oh you're so speaking to my heart if they're ever looking to sell
1: <laughs> I hit us up I had no money
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I have dreams Kate um <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do the year in roundup here. Let's uh yeah, I, I want you to catch you to catch us up first because I think mm. you had a very unique pandemic. Um, yeah, probably one of the only vendor categories that was busier, yeah, during the pandemic than the rest of us. So just talk to us about it.
1: Oh man, where to begin? Uh, the last year was definitely unique. I think there uh, there's the universe of wedding planners who are kind of like, if you think of a communication period, we kind of sit at the top of this uh, pyramid rather. And through the whole pandemic, it was like we would get news updates. We'd sit in on press conferences. We'd be following, trying to follow the rules and make sure that we're staying up to date with everything. And then we're like trickling out that, information to our clients we're trickling it out to all the vendors um were
0: you in the like WSWEA or something yeah that you were in that
1: uh I was not a part of making that legislation happen necessarily Mm -hmm. but I was on the receiving end of communications and then there was like a a planner community that had kind of banded together and we were just like communicating Mm. with each other to try and tackle the problems as they were coming up live and give feedback and responses to WSWEA as they came out with more legislation because being at the top of that communication pyramid meant that we were also able to like facilitate information back to the people who were interacting in Olympia.
0: Well, at least we had a voice. I yeah. mean, we're such a niche industry. Yep. And a huge thanks to Rebecca. Huge thanks to Rebecca Grant as well, who oh really spearheaded the whole. W S W E A is yes. the Washington State Weddings and Events Association. Maybe. Uh, that sounds right. Very close to that, something <laughs> like that. So it's like now we actually do have a lobbying group, and that's yeah. something we never had before as an industry in this no. state. And there's a ton of us, and we're all. Like, you know, we do things that have value to the community, but we're also probably the people who are affected most. And like so many mom and pop shop type companies, you know, it was
1: so interesting and so frustrating for the first few months to watch rules and legislation come out that addressed restaurants head on. Um, They addressed religious institutions head on. Fair. Fair. But there was absolutely nothing in there about weddings. And then there was that evolution of like, now all of a sudden, weddings are a combination of these two industries. And it took a really long time. And huge credit to WSWEA for advocating for us as a unique entity and getting language in there about weddings because, yeah. We love you guys. (laughs) We love you guys because we faced some really unique challenges that weren't always answered by what a restaurant needed or what a church needed.
0: So that brings us to my my first question, which is elopements. That's what everybody did, right, for the pandemic. I had so many clients who, uh, you know, whether or not they're still having their ceremony and celebration later on, a lot of them went and eloped anyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. What what happened right off the bat? Did your clients all panic and drop and say, no, 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 mm. no, no, no. Or were you, was everyone like, ah no, we could probably go full steam ahead with this. We'll just make it even mm. smaller or like literally just Ugh. the two of them.
1: You know, I for me and our company, it was a really mixed bag. I imagine it was probably the case for a lot of people planners and vendors out there as well is that every set of clients is unique and has a different value system and so the first couple months for us was just like trying to figure out how to stay on top of the news cycle how to put what we didn't know about a pandemic into perspective.
0: What did we know about a pandemic? Literally nothing. I, know.
1: <laughs> I
0: watched Pandemic. Yeah. Or what's that one? There's a lot of them. There's
1: a lot of them. Binge yeah. watched them all in like
0: March of 2020.
1: Yeah. So it was it was a combination of those things. But like for us, the, the key was drilling down into the value systems that each of our clients had and then constructing, like figuring out how do we create the best possible outcome for you while keeping people safe and so everyone's answer to those questions were different because we have such um such a breadth of clients so for some it was hey we're actually already married and what we really want is the big party the answer was postpone for some of them the marriage was the priority and so an elopement last year and then a wedding in the years that followed ended up being their solution and there's all those shades of gray in between those answers and um, I feel really lucky that like our clients felt safe opening up to us and Mm. sharing what it is they valued about this and um, I also feel really grateful to my team because they didn't try and put anyone in a box Mm. um, or try and say here is going to be the the standardized way that we'll tackle this really challenging unique situation that affects everyone differently.
0: So would you say that so say you had an elopement, just a couple, sure, that was just gonna go off onto the beach and have their ceremony and, yeah. and do it anyway. Yeah, did that? Did those kinds of things change anything for you? Because I would imagine there's there were no rules against doing elopements like that.
1: Uh, in the early days, there were some rules around size, duration, scope, um, in Washington State. So we had to follow those rules. Always, um, especially when they were, you know, you can only have a ceremony. You can't have a reception.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Or you
1: have to keep it under 30 people no matter what you do. And then there were rules around like a six-hour duration or a four-hour duration. And it was just really all over the place. Explain
0: to the listeners and mostly me, what, (laughs) what is the difference between an elopement and a small wedding?
1: Oh, so... I don't think there's a single industry definition but here's how we've chosen to define it. For us an elopement is two people going out and doing the thing. They might have a small they might have a small team of vendors, they might have up to like two witnesses even coming along, but it's just like the smallest group of humans you can imagine and I think a better definition even is like with the focus on what the couple wants and what their values are without getting mentally pulled into the d- dynamic of what their guests want. I think that really is an elopement to me is like uh, priority on self rather than priority on guests.
0: You can do both too. Like oh, you can sure. you can have your elopement and focus solely on mm-hmm. you and yeah. make that ceremony about you. And then you can have your reception 100%. later on too. Yeah. That is a beautiful way to describe it. And that actually helps I think put into context what you do. Yeah. Do you also officiate the majority of those elopements or does that just depend on the couple?
1: Uh, a l- little bit of both. Uh, I, as a planner and officiant have s- so many days to offer. So I've had to be more and more picky about who I officiate for over the years. It has to be just like a very sure lovely soul connection between me and the couple um, and I also put so much I think chutzpah behind what Hutzpah. It, <laughs> Yes behind what it is that I write. <laughs> uh, that I only have so much of that to provide
0: sure. in any given season. Yeah, you can only give away your heart so much. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. without emptying the tank a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: All right. Well, that's one year in Roundup for <laughs> sure. I guess. Yeah. Jeez. Well, my year in Roundup. What happened for us? I'll catch you up. There we go. Bring it bit. on. Um, when so you know, I to me, it all started when I was in Miami for my cousin's bar mitzvah, okay. Um, and this was, uh, you know, the day, you know, it was early, it was like in February, and I just remember whispers of COVID and whatnot, yeah. And then I got my first cancellation when I was in Florida, and I was like, what is going on? And then it was like, um, like all of our upcoming events that week we're like no we're still doing this we're still doing this we're mm-hmm. all still doing this and we're like you you were all sure that you're still doing this right and then literally we got our I mean it never happened before but we got day before cancellation wow you know? just hanging on just like what Like what is going on like day of I had a day of cancellation like and we're like what is going on because the rest of the world had not gotten on board with this the right. events community was the first to stop yeah pretty much the last to come oh. back you know um and for us i think it was uni- uniquely difficult as a company because our entire mission is to get as many people sweaty dancing spitting, right. spit and screaming and, and you're the having, party makers exactly like yeah. we spread covid like nobody <laughs> else could you know yeah uh, thank you vaccines um and <laughs> so you know we we took it at pretty Uh, hard in the beginning we thought okay this might last a couple months and then it was just like as I was speaking to more and more people in the industry it was like we're all screwed till there's a vaccine yeah there's nothing this isn't this genie ain't going back in the bottle yeah no it ain't um and so that's when we started doing virtual stuff. We yep. started doing live streaming. Um, I don't know if you ever watched our tunes or anything like that, um, but we just started playing music and for people cause mm. that was just the only, we had to create connection where we could. Right. Um, and so we were still able to do that in a, in a beautiful way, um, in a stressful way. Yeah. Indeed, like, oh my God, getting used to playing for a camera So different. So different. Very uh, cool skill. I'm glad I have now. Yep. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, And I think, so I started playing for the DJ Sessions as well, which Mm is just an online show. Um, And that was really a great outlet for me. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about, you know, my little story with my favorite time I played at the DJ Sessions was um, I played the truck. Mm. So I was telling you about this It's a big glass truck I'll try to find a picture or video Please do um, It's crazy <laughs> And we just uh, It plays insanely loud music It's absolutely ridiculous It's totally obnoxious But oh. we love it It's too I much fun Like that. it's a dream come true Like every kid That has ever wanted to be a DJ Would be like I want to play that yep. <laughs> What an injection yeah. of fun no, It's so fun It's so fun uh, You do feel a little bit Like uh, a goldfish in there <laughs> <laughs> because if you well, but if you're like not moving and grooving and dancing, like people are just like, what are you doing? Like at least they're yeah. like, oh, well, he's having fun, you know. And then yeah, <laughs> it's fun to like put put smiles on people's faces as they as they're walking yeah. down the street, like connect with little kids too, who are just like all about it. Um, but so I did Election Day. Oh. I played Election Day, and there was so to I mean that whole week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was. La- I don't even know what it was. Didn't
1: you just feel like I felt like a wrung out washcloth? Yes, that week.
0: That's a great way. That's what I felt like. Uh, no, 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 a wrung out washcloth in the desert.
1: In the desert,
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, uh, in a bucket of salt. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. It was a dark time
1: it was I
0: think it was it was a terrifying time for yeah. a lot of folks
1: yeah for a lot of reasons
0: um yeah indeed um and I put my entire just heart and soul. I was like Oof. all I want to yeah. do today is just make put some love into the world and it was a prayer the whole thing oh. you know um that set, I'll, we'll, we'll link you. We'll link you this Please set do. for that guy. Um, it is fun. It was a really fun day. Um, and it, But that that even doing the DJ sessions has actually opened a ton of doors for me, allowed me to play music I never got to play. Thank you, Darren. I uh, love you. Um, but, yeah, so that uh, – I did the DJ sessions. Um, and then, yeah, that was my pandemic, man. Wow. That was it. I was just, like, still trying to play music. Yeah. Well, and
1: I think you <laughs> – You spoke to something that a lot of people can probably relate to is this sense of like adapting to the constraints we're living in and trying to make the best of it you can, but still not quite feeling like it's the purpose and the path that you were on before this mass interruption, you know, and and still coming out of it with something really beautiful. But there's like that struggle in there where it's like, this is not what I planned.
0: Not what I planned. Oh, uh, not to mention my entire garage getting broken into in March. No. Yeah. Or April. Oh. We lost everything. Everything, everything. When I say like shit took a right and I wanted to go left, like, I don't know. I, without it though, I mean, it felt like everything got torn down. Correct. To get built back up. Correct. And like, we're in the best position we've ever been as a company. We're doing more than we've ever done Mm. as a company. It's, we have the best staff that we've ever had as a company. Mm. Like, it's absolutely insane, and I'm, I'm so grateful for this entire mess. And, like, you know, I still got to pay the government back for all those <laughs> real helpful loans, but you know, we're working on it. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is going to do it for our year in Roundup. Uh, when we come back, we are going to dive into uh, Kate and what she does at Tapestry Event Co., uh, specifically elopements and how music plays a part in them. So stick around. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dreamer by Ambilon, I'm messing that name up, Shockline and Voodoo playing a little bit of chill vibes today because uh, I am playing the Underground this Friday, uh, the 23rd, I get to do my first set in a long time there, um, I've played there before, it's one of my favorite spots to play, it's so cool, so fun. Um, and it's it's gonna get to play with johannes who does our intro music as well so shout out to johannes for uh the intro music uh and just for being an incredible artist and dj um and dear friend i'm so excited to play with you this week so we are back with our guest Miss Kate Feora, who I'm now learning is an Italiano. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, the founder and lead p- planner at Tapestry Event Co. They specialize in elopements and small weddings. Um, once again, where can they find you on Instagram? At Tapestry Event Co.
1: At Tapestry yeah. Event Co.
0: If you can't find it, go to my uh, who I follow, and then you can do a quick little search in there, and it'll pop right up. Um, she has a really cute Insta. You oh. should definitely check it out, <laughs> Kate, my dear. Yes, let me, my love. Get oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's dive right into it. Um, you know, when I think elopements, mm. uh, I don't think right away, DJ sure i don't um i definitely think more acoustic Mm. i think maybe string quartet Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. like that so how have you incorporated musical elements into elopements that you've done
1: Mm. really good question uh i think there are a few buckets to think in I think that uh, at the intersection of really, really small elopements, like two personal elopements in music, I do think a lot more about like live instruments, like that very kind of personal um, experience of music where the person creating it live is literally right in front of you. Um, and I think of the next bucket, which is intimate weddings, which to us is like, more than two people, like less than 30 I people. like that.
0: Intimate weddings. That's, Intimate that's weddings. much nicer said than small weddings.
1: Yes. Yeah. That, well, and that's that's that feeling of like... Uh, intimacy. Group dynamic, exactly, <gasps> where there can still be a lot of intimacy and connection without it uh, feeling overwhelming, overwhelming, I think, especially to us introverts in the world. Uh, and for that, I think a bit more of like a curated DJ experience. I think that a live band can be really overwhelming in that kind of environment, and a really thoughtful DJ uh, can actually be the best ambiance creator. As often with intimate weddings, what you have is, yes, you have a ceremony, but also you often have this really, like, lovely, thoughtful investment of a dinner reception.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, there's so much more. I guess, I think where I, my, I need to change my thought process on this because I keep thinking elopements and I'm only thinking the ceremony. Right. Like, so two questions there because you do the elopement, elopements, mm-hmm. right? Is there a reception to follow? Like, do they do something after? They like, make the whole day planned out? Is there stuff before? Like
1: yeah, it's different for every couple. We've had couples who just keep the focus on like a four-hour section of their day where it's ceremony and uh, that's kind of the beginning and the end of it for them. And then they're off to go, kind of go do their own thing sans other people, whether it's continue their week-long road trip or what have sure. you. Uh, but then there's also couples who have like a fully planned day. And I think that's where my favorite couple, um, Alex and Scott from 2020, We had the day planned from start to finish, and it wrapped in, like, this lovely five-course meal. Just the two of them at their cabin to follow. That's one hell of a date. Starlight. Yeah. It, like, just... So there's shades of gray, right? It's all based on what you value, but I think...
0: How incredibly romantic, though.
1: Oh, my gosh. I literally looked at that, and I was like, I need to do this for my husband. Like, yeah. like, sign <laughs> me
0: up. I yeah. didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say?
1: That's okay. I don't even remember because it doesn't matter. That's how this works. Yeah. Ma, a dear friend <laughs> once
0: told me, if it's important enough, you will remember it. Yes, or
1: it'll come back to find you. And, ooh, yeah. indeed.
0: <laughs> um, so... So you talked about your favorite uh, couple there a little bit is that also did they have your favorite location as well
1: mm. so they were up uh, in the baker area we spend a lot of time up there we're really familiar with it so if you've ever heard of like artist point uh, or the mount baker ski school that's a lot of our like kind of mountainous playground on okay. the north end of the state north? okay so we're really familiar with it i think a lot of people know us for uh spending time in that region so we it's the self-fulfilling prophecy of people seek you out for the thing that they sure see you doing. Totally,
0: totally totally um
1: i also like it because there tends to be less people up there maybe not after this podcast but there tends to be less people in and around that area olympic national park and mount rainier national park much
0: busier get a sure. lot more love and even mm.
1: north cascades national park right next to mount baker forest gets a lot of love in the summertime so it's just like this beautiful pocket it's like the um the glacier of washington state oh wow yeah you
0: must be a big camper
1: Didn't grow up a big camper, became one through meeting my husband and learning through him and then going through like the festival scene. Uh, We are a combination of backpack campers when it suits us. So we get a little dirty, uh, but also we put on a pretty good car camping setup. So
0: um we've been you before we actually used the van for company purposes because we bought it during the pandemic because yes. our van got stolen too um, oh my yeah, gosh and they loaded up my own van with all my stuff and drove it away um but anyway i can't believe it oh new van way better um <laughs> you can have it yeah really <laughs> um that, that van was so bad i didn't even have the insurance on it that like covers theft because oh it was gosh. that like useless anyway not useless sorry but like it, sorry man she, she was old <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not sorry um so, so we Austin and I like used it as a camper we just yeah. like threw a queen mattress in the back and like Perfect. we're literally using it this week and we're going to hook canal and we're just gonna sleep in mm, the back um yes so I imagine you know what is what's the expression like it's not about the destination it's about the journey right like right. how many times do you kind of in, and, and I think how beautiful that is, too, like incorporating a hike or mm. a getting to mm-hmm. that location. How does that kind of play a role in at least some of the elopements that you do?
1: Yeah, it plays a really big role to us. Um, you know, whether it's just the couple or whether they're bringing people along with them. Often we work with um, with couples who are based out of state. Uh, And so they need help in kind of like the trip and the travel planning Which for us is like the tone setting for this thing that's about to happen So um, we when a couple like brings us on board What we do is not only support the day of logistics But we also make sure they're set up for success for the entirety of their trip to us It's like from the moment you land to the moment you take off again We want you to feel like it's this whole experience and the elopement is
0: So you meet them at the airport?
1: We don't meet them at the airport. Okay. We're I was like, wow, <laughs> that, that's, that's mentality customer
0: service right there. <laughs> I've toned
1: myself eight times. We have eight Kates running around. Uh,
0: <laughs> do you, you have staff though, don't you?
1: Yeah. We're a team of nine right now. Wow, nice. Yeah. Super blessed. Cool. Super, super blessed. How do you spent.
0: find most of your staff members?
1: Uh, every wave is different. The very first wave of supporters uh, came through, I would say, like my tight knit community of Yogis and like the the wonderful beautiful humans that I had met in that space, and then the second wave is people who um, are fans of Tapestry's work oh, wow. and have reached out and oh, asked yep. for positions mm-hmm. and done and gone through the interview process and are getting onboarded for future seasons. That so. is a
0: very cool like feeling as a business owner when so cool. people reach out to you and say, "Hey, I like this company. I'd like to work for you." Yeah, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah great <laughs> i would love for you to loved for to work for me thanks <laughs> yes that sounds wonderful uh, <laughs> and
1: they're all like they're all such beautiful people
0: oh god you know? well it's it's all about that uh what's it not uh when you magnetize something
1: yeah what's it called? you what's attract it? or you oh, call yeah. in
0: well but it's like you put out this thing into the world like whatever that is
1: i call it a radio beacon
0: thank you yeah yeah, yeah. That's what you yeah. put. Thank you. Yeah. And and people <laughs> who are attracted to that on the consumer side, on the employee side, like, it just attracts all these mm. people to this entity that you created. Mm-hmm all kind of focus on the same mission. And yeah. I find, I continually find it hard to believe that I like have this amazing group of people around me. Yeah. They're so talented and I'm sure you feel the same way sometimes I do. where it's like, how did this happen?
1: I do. That's, I think that's the beautiful thing about each successive wave is we've gone from humans in the world who are like, hell yeah, Kate to like hell yeah, tapestry. Oh uh, yeah. And then whatever the next wave will be is going to be so fun to watch come in.
0: Hmm. So have you always done elopements or what was your introduction to the wedding industry?
1: Mm, My path is a long and winding road into the wedding industry. So I'll make it a a short cut off uh, and just say that for me going through planning my own wedding, I recognized just the incredible community of humans and creatives that existed in the wedding industry. And I came from a background of teaching yoga and leading yoga teacher trainings and managing studios and um, I saw an opportunity to be creatively fulfilled, I think, inside hmm. of this community. And so I just started poking uh, and drawing in the influence of what I knew from the yoga space and what I believed could have a really profound impact in people leading into their marriage days. Um, I didn't
0: realize yoga was such a big influence on yeah. on your, your style and your business yeah. and I'm sure your life as well. Huge. Cool. Huge,
1: huge, huge, huge.
0: Did you elope yourself?
1: I did not. You did not? I had a 206. 206- person wedding you did not I did shut up With 450 people invited
0: 206 baby <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: yes
0: that's amazing uh, what t- where did you have it where was it
1: uh it was at Rainfire Ranch out in Ravensdale oh cool I uh, don't
0: know where that is but oh my
1: gosh one it's still to this day one of my favorite favorite venues I sure hope so yeah the owners are just a really lovely couple um they're so thoughtful with their space and their support services and uh They've honestly inspired me since my early days to like kind of have that thought in the back of my head of tapestry should have a venue. Where does that come from, tapestry? Uh, It comes from the fact that a lot of the profound and life changing relationships that I've had, uh, including the one with my husband. Have come from moments under tapestries. So, a lot of the really? times, best friends met at music festivals. Cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So, that's super sweet.
1: Lots of deep meeting. And I also make tapestries for fun. That's so, awesome. there's that. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love
0: that. Yeah. Um, so, this is a two part question. Mm-hmm. A what is like the most difficult location you have ever coordinated an elopement Mm -hmm. and B, how do you balance the seclusion of your, uh, I I don't want to call them venues, but locations with accessibility for people.
1: Yeah. Uh, such an important question that we ask all of our couples, um, especially when they're inviting guests, because we want to make sure that we are meeting people where they're at. That they are prepared from like a safety and also like a physical accessibility standpoint to be able to go to these places. So location selection is like a can be a very intense process. I would imagine. Yeah. With couples, especially when guests are involved Um, and recognizing too, like we live in the Pacific Northwest. I'm a hiker. And so I have to put accurate language around what experiences are like out here. Someone hiking two miles up a mountain at our elevation is not the same as doing it in the middle of the country at lower elevation. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So location selection can be a pretty intense process.
0: Well, but how do you, like, how do you wear a wedding dress while you (laughs) hike up a mountain? Like,
1: there's different answers to that, too. You can pack it. I've seen some people rock it and wear it, if it's, especially if it's a mile or less. Sure, sure. Uh, depending on the elevation nice gain. Gentle
0: slope, maybe.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's a part of our jobs is like really cueing people into what this experience is going to be like so that they are as prepared as they can be. So they don't have to think too hard when they're in the day and when they're in the just moment. Just enjoy it, right. That they can just do, yes. right? Because we've done all the thinking and the talking and the preparing prior.
0: Do you have like any stories where they are like serious rock climbers or they went like river rafting or like something totally Ooh. like kind of adventure like that?
1: Mm, I would say our average couple for sure. Like most of our couples are outdoor enthusiasts in their spare time. And so, um, you know, they're not people who have like a profound level of rock climbing experience, but they're people who all their vacations they spend camping and hiking. And so a lot of the time what that produces is a day where hiking is maybe an hour to two hours. Of the day, but there are so many other pieces and segments they want to include in that day, like a picnic, like the A frame cabin meal, that hiking is like a smaller proportion, or the outdoor activity is like a smaller proportion of what's going on. Um, and so, nothing crazy extreme yet, but also we're on the lookout. I'm really calling in right now, hmm. like our first. Overnight 15 miler, like let's get out there and I'll help you get out there type of adventure, maybe an Olympic National Park, uh, just to like really isolate away from civilization and have that moment.
0: There's a really cool venue. I think it's in, oh goodness, like Kirkland or Woodenville or something. And it, I didn't I like show it to you Mm -hmm. back? Did you ever end up visiting?
1: I did. We ended up doing a styled shoot there and Tapestry has its first. Intimate wedding there in September of this year. The Emerald Forest. Emerald
0: Forest. God, that place looks cool. It's cool. So, so cool. Definitely check that out. We should definitely have them on the show. Um, Yeah, I meant to, I was like going to go and visit that space. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and pandemic. then the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm so glad that, that I, can, I can't believe I even remembered that. But I mean, the second I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it has like these bridges, right? Yep. Or like a ropes course. Is that what it is? Are they just like little bungalows with bridges? Like, that yeah. It looks insane.
1: It's bungalows. They're like very walkable paths. It's like a 10 minute I wouldn't even call it a hike. It's a walk, but over, like, you know, classic Washington, like, rooted, stony kind of trails to get on. The, it is, I think, it's like where Kirkland and Woodenville meet.
0: Meet. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right, I was right on that. Yeah. So you were saying you have to, like, go. Over you have to hike to get there?
1: A little bit. It's like a 10-minute walk-in. You know, it wouldn't be wheelchair accessible. That's what I'll say. But it's not like there's steep uphills and downhills. It's tucked away in the forest um, on the owner's land. And um, it is just a really thoughtful space because it's created out of his passion Mm. for tree houses. Mm. Um, And its origins, I believe, are in hosting like community movie nights. And then it's since kind of expanded and dabbled. So all these little
0: things are like their cabins is the whole venue happen up above in the tree houses
1: so the venue itself it has those like mini bungalows which are like you know little bench areas and then on the other side of this bog closer to the owner's main house is like actual rentable. A-frame cabin that you can spend the night in. Cool. Um, So there's venue and then there's cabin and often you can tie the two together to make for one whole like wedding honeymoon situation if you wanted to. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's kind of the cool thing about elopements too, I would imagine is that especially if they're coming from out of state, Mm -hmm. it's like wedding and honeymoon all wrapped into one.
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah. A lot of our couples end up tying their celebration inside of like a larger road trip or adventure. Uh, and take the whole week off rent a van do whatever Uh, but it's just I get to arrive and instead of having that like I finished work this week and now all of a sudden I'm getting married even if I took a few days off there's still that feeling of being like in my life with my clients we get to have that like full escapist like we are away we have been away from the usual machinations of my day-to-day life and I just get to be like fully here fully present in this new experience with these people
0: very cool yeah very cool so let's talk a little bit about your experience working with DJs. Yeah. Um, how? So, at, for a venue like the one we were just discussing, mm-hmm. where that one is still, could you have a DJ at that space? Do you think? Mm, if you're parti- telling, like, sorry,
1: yeah, that particular venue, um, they have a sound system uh, that you Built can, in. yeah, that nice. you can link into, and so Very it's cool. definitely possible there. I actually have a friend who uh, does. Light mapping uh, as like his passion and his his side hobby outside of work and he partnered up with a DJ actually at that venue to live stream an event uh, for I think Microsoft interns so it's very possible to do a DJ style event there. Cool.
0: They got internet? Yeah, I know, I know. In the, of the woods there.
1: I know yeah. <laughs> that was my my. Uh, he called me as like a hey. I want to try and figure out what to expect at this venue, and I was like, I would check on these things just to make sure from like a logistics perspective because that's the way that my brain thinks about things. And- sure. Digest information But yeah definitely possible to do something there Um, Context is everything right So intimate weddings if you're at an Airbnb You gotta run stuff by the owner If you're at Ah, more intimate venue you gotta check in with venue rules So it's all possible You just gotta make sure you do it with transparency
0: Well we've done like Destination (laughs) stuff where I was like a mile down a beach Mm -hmm. And we have to bring a generator Or something like that Yeah, And they put us oh my goodness We didn't even get a table well, they put us on this little, I just, shit you not, it was a TV dinner wooden thing. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I The do. ones that like fold up. Like, I do. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I like grew up with one of these things and I was like, this is a joke. It was like oh in the sand. I mean, it was, it totally worked out. Um, that was actually probably one of my favies that we've done. Um, oh, I'm trying to, to. Remember the name? I follow them on Instagram. I see their cute little doggy all the time. Of Aww. course, I remember the the dog's name Molly. As um, you do. Yeah, I know. I'm so <laughs> bad with names and things. Like, i oh, Michelle, Michelle and uh, Nate. I think um, that was a really fun wedding we did down mm. in Ocean Shores. Fun. Is it Ocean Shores? Long Long Beach. Long Beach. You tell me. That was it. It was Long Beach. I believe you. Um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just remember it was like. They're like, oh, yeah, the, the ceremony, is it's a little way. It's a little walk down oh the gosh. beach. And I was just like, I just remember walking. It was like every step I was thinking is like, where's the beach?
1: Where's yeah. the beach?" You're sinking where's further and further the into the, <laughs> the sand. <laughs>
0: exactly. And we like got out there. What's so funny is we, Austin and I, when we were kind of doing a little road trip in the van uh, a few months back, we went back to Long Beach. And in hindsight, we did not drive on the beach. But um, We did in the van and we almost got Completely stuck oh no Yeah we had to get pulled out by this nice man In a truck with a navy rope or Whatever
1: thank you nice man
0: (laughs) thank you so Much (laughs) um but Yeah so Man I I, like You know it's for at least for when we We worked together because the Only time we actually did work together was at the within Soto um open house I believe
1: yeah before the world changed yes
0: exactly Um and yeah, I mean, for us, obviously, DJs like venues. It's just yeah, this makes things so much easier. The infrastructure for us. is there. Yeah.
1: That's I think that's one of the interesting things you have to be super clear about when you're going to a more adventurous location is like what you have access to and what you don't have access to and how that affects the dynamic of is that what kind you're of where you start.
0: So when they're having that conversation with like okay they're like oh well we don't want to dj but like we have to have it like mm-hmm. in the woods and like all these things well you know first of all i would think of that venue i just told you but um <laughs> yeah. what was it called again
1: uh the emerald forest emerald forest yeah cool cool
0: cool um but yeah so like i'm sure that you would then take that information and be like okay well i have these four. is it like showing people a house so you're like i have these four locations <laughs> for you like would you like to go and see them they match yeah. your description
1: yeah Oh, man. So, you know, no matter what the scope of the celebration is, uh, first meeting is location selection. Like, if you don't know where it's happening, let's figure that out. Because that is the canvas upon which you paint the entire rest of the event. So boom. very first meeting together, we're like, let's talk about the experience you want to have. Let's talk about what you value, what you're looking for. And then we, over the course of the pandemic, developed uh, our very own tapestry planning portal that we use with our clients. It like, is,
0: you design software?
1: Uh, so we took an existing platform and then create, created a custom build within that platform in partnership with a good friend of mine, Stacy from, uh, Monday made who has an incredible business helping, uh, small business owners create project management tools and branding that aligns with what they want to accomplish. So that aside, uh very first thing we do is get them in there and then we've created a system where we basically create mini listings of venues with the information we've gathered over time pricing um you know all the possible things you could want to know about a venue before touring we've compiled there uh and that helps couples pro con con pro what it is they want to see and then make the most efficient use of their time in going and touring them. So it's funny you use that analogy. I'd never thought about like
0: that before, <laughs> but like
1: absolutely they are Tapestry's own mini listings. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Do
0: you like, so if they're get you know, they're from Florida, they're getting married here, whatever. Sure. Um, do they pick a location without ever seeing it or do they, they come and they check it out first?
1: Most of our couples um, are in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Gotcha. For
1: some of their selection, like they're either taking a road trip out the year before they get married, so they will come and schedule to see some stuff that way. But we have had couples, uh, a lot of them in the past, especially for elopements, who are like, with the information in the portal, we're able to say this or that. You know, with the sample photos and stuff you've provided and the route information you've given us, like we are able to very confidently say yay or nay from a distance. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, we are approaching... The 45-minute mark. Oh, my god! Can you gosh. believe that? Can you believe it, you have been chatting in, uh, with me for that long now?
1: No, that went so quickly. I know.
0: Podcasting is easy. That's wild. So easy. <laughs> um, so as we're kind of wrapping things up here, uh what do you see? You know, we did our year in roundup. So what do you see for this next year Ooh. coming up for you uh, and your life and then also Tapestry and Co.? Mm.
1: You know, I think the next year of my life from a very personal standpoint is about uh, cultivating peace. <sighs> yes. Uh, for, in the pandemic, I definitely took on a lot, a lot more of like the roll up the sleeves and hustle mentality and like make things okay, uh, no matter what the cost. Mm. And it produced some really wonderful creations and shifts and changes I wouldn't trade the world for. But I think I also just turned 30. So it's like, let's cultivate some really intentional Mm peace in in life and carry that forward. So I think that's from a personal standpoint uh, what I'm really focused on. And then uh, for Tapestry, the beautiful creature she is. uh, I think this whole next year for us is going to be about developing, growing, and investing in the team. We have so many enthusiastic Passionate, multi-dimensional people who work for tapestry and uh, in the pandemic adapted to the times and did what they could and in the last six months are really starting to like develop new event muscles and I am just so excited to support them and watch them flourish in their work
0: amazing yeah well kate thank you thank you thank you times a million for coming on the show today thank you for having me it was so good to see so you fun. and I, I can't wait to get interviewed by your people ah, yes for <laughs> your blog very very excited for We're that so spoiled well. thank you it. um so kate one more time tell people where they can find you
1: Hey, you can find us at tapestryeventco.com or on Instagram at tapestryeventco. We'd love to hear from you in our DMs because we are always waiting to hear from our community. So come and interact there.
0: Thank you, Kate. You have been listening to OEP coming at you live at some point in time from the Good Vibes (laughs) studio. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you next time. Thank you, guys.